What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan, and we are at the Columbus Arts Council in Columbus, Mississippi, Possum Town. And uh, I'm very happy that Salem opened up the doors. Uh, Art in action. We're trying to shake some things up around here in Columbus, and I have a, what would be the best way to say, a virtual reality artist? Mm -hmm. That would be good. I have Miss Allie Simpson here with me. Uh, we're both small town folk, and uh, we're here in the big city of Possum Town. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Allie, just a little bit about you. Uh, where are you from? And uh, tell me a little bit about growing up. Um, I grew up in Reform, Alabama, um, raised on a farm pretty much. We grew 800 to 1,000 plants per year. Um, and then I graduated from Gordo High School, moved here in 2014 to go to the W to, sorry, to pursue music therapy, found theater, Went to school for five years, and I said, nah, I'm good. And so I dropped out. <laughs> yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. So Quick I just, synopsis, mm-hmm. music therapy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, music therapy was actually fantastic. It's just uh, taking music and, like, I've seen amazing things, like people with Alzheimer's just, like, remember words again or remember songs from, like, something they haven't talked about in years, and it's just a very beautiful thing to watch. I've, I've went to this place once. It's called The Well Frequency. Mm-hmm. It's in Starville, and... Uh, I think Mississippi State is actually looking into it now. And so what it is is uh, a room about this size in comfortable chairs. And when I went in there the day, uh, this lady uh, who had dementia, uh, and she come in there, and it was a really bad case. And she would just moan constantly. And she would get in there in this room, In the middle of this room was a huge vase with water, with gold leaflets and rose petals, and the water was tuned to a frequency. And so I don't, and also you would be drinking water, which was supposedly tuned to that same frequency. I don't know if it's so much with the water itself, Mm -hmm. but I do, I do think there is something to frequencies and sounds that Mm -hmm. uh, do provide some kind of a a healing. Uh, So I, I can definitely see that. And even today, as far as we are with podcasting, 
uh, ASMR. Uh, mm-hmm. It does soothe people. It helps them to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think we have come a long way with sound as uh, technology gets better. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, what about while you were in school? What were you into? Um, when I was in school, I was mostly into um, – I was dual enrolling at Mississippi State and the W because at the moment I, my focus was flute to become flautist. Um, so did I, you do band in high school? Oh, I did. Yeah. I was a majorette from sixth grade to 11th grade, and then my senior year I was drum major for marching season. Went nice. to Allstate, did all the things. It was really fun. I really miss it. Cool. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of friends that um, came from like the music background, and I sleep on them, man. Like, uh, and then you know they pick up their instrument and kind of blow you away. But it it makes perfect sense, right? I mean, they spent you know anywhere from six to ten years like primarily focused on the instrument. Of mm-hmm. course, they're going to be just amazing at it. Uh, so, with uh, virtual reality art, how did you get into that? So virtual reality, I got into it when <clears throat> when I heard of this game called Beat Saber coming out because of all my uh, game of choice has always been rhythm-based games like DDR or um, the Nintendo one where you play the drums and tap on the things, just uh, or Guitar Hero. Those have always been my favorite to play. So when I heard about this dancing game where you hit arrows with lightsabers to the beat, I was just like, heck yeah, let's go. Uh-huh. Um, and it was back whenever I was working at Replays. Rest in peace. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. a PSVR came in, and it was when PSVR first came out. And so we got it. I got to experiment with it. We played Beat Saber and another game called Super Hot. Super Hot was really interesting because the way that that game got, does is time moves when you move. It's these little red guys in a white room, and say they shoot a bullet at you. The bullet doesn't move until your head or your arm, and so you can like slowly. It's like the Matrix. You're in the Matrix the entire time, just dodging and, yeah. Um, But then I got to upgrade to an Oculus Rift 2. The PSVR, while it was a good um, VR system, there were a bunch of bugs because it focuses and tracks you by lights of the controllers in your hand and the lights on the headset with a camera on wherever you have the camera set up. And sometimes the tracking isn't, great like sometimes your arm could be up here and your hands halfway across the room in game so the lights have to be a certain certain thing or if someone stomps and it shakes Mm -hmm. your vision will go all over the place Um, but the oculus rift i prefer it because one it's wireless Um, the other one was connected to the ps4 by i would say a 10 foot cord Um, it's kind of limited on mobility definitely Um, And the core definitely got in the way whenever you're trying to do stuff. But the Oculus Rift, it does its tracking by cameras. It has, I think, four cameras built into the headset. And it kind of tracks, like, your room. Like, you, so when you enter the Oculus, it lets you draw out your play area. So I would make a square or a circle or I would draw my play area in my room. And the great thing about that especially for the Oculus, if you begin to walk out of your play area or someone comes into your play area, your headset will give you a warning and the game will like kind of turn transparent and you can see what's in front of you and what you're about to hit in the real world. Um, and that's it, nice because like, you know, Chive TV or anything like that and all the uh, heads, you know, the VR fails mm-hmm. or some, you know, someone just decks somebody. Or my favorite one is when they're doing the one where you're on a plank just looking down and they end up just... Falling headfirst into a wall. <laughs> yeah. 
But anyway, just back to the setup. I'm interrupting you. No, it's fine. Um, let me see, tracking my vet. Um, so when you go in, the tracking's a lot better. Like when your hand goes up, your hand goes up, your hand goes down, and the controllers are a lot more comfortable. For example, the PSVR remote controls were like two sticks, I would say about a dollar, a dollar coin in diameter with two big light bulbs at the top. So like when it didn't get very comfortable a lot of the times, it would be irritating, but on the Oculus Rift 2, it has a circle at the top and then a handle. So you can hold it like this, or you can slip your fingers through the circle and hold it like this to get more mobility in certain things. Um, but yeah, and then the game that I found on there, I downloaded Beat Saber again, because I'm addicted like that, and I downloaded um, a horror game called Above, uh, Down Below, and that horror games in VR is something I do not mess with anymore. <laughs> <laughs> too scary things are nightmares though. oh yeah I've uh I've I've messed with like virtual reality uh the headset I think two times and both both times and my buddy was telling me he's like you you just need to like keep doing it because I was I was getting like motion sickness yes um there are certain games that try to get rid of motion sickness because um, if you do have motion sicknesses like the games like you're going on roller coasters or you're running away from stuff will probably make you motion sickness but they have something called smooth turning. Uh, smooth turning, so like you're, you're, you would just slowly and smooth turn in, on your screen, or you can, uh, where it blacks out, where you turn, mm -hmm. stop that motion sickness from going. Um, same with walking from point A to point B. You can either just walk by m moving the analog stick, or you can teleport. And if you have motion sickness, it might be easier for people who have motion sickness to teleport or use a teleport method. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they're constantly improving this and yes, working on so. it. So what about when it came time for you like with uh, virtual reality and art? How did how did that come together? Well I've um, always been painting throughout my life but I just it's kind of been like just dibble dabbling but in theater is where I really found my love of art as because I was really going to be a set painter and a set designer. Um, shout out to David Carter from the NBW Theater Department. Um, <laughs> Um, but it's because we used to do just sets on a large scale, and it was just so much fun. And then on the Switch, they had a drawing app come out, and that's where I discovered digital art. But it still wasn't, like, connecting because I'm so used to doing things on a large scale. Doing something on a tiny Switch screen was kind of difficult. Um, but then I was going through the apps on the Oculus, and the one that I still use is called Painting VR. Um, I entered it and I fell in love. Um, what's it, what it is like, so when you enter, you are in the skate park and I would say the skate part is, it looks about as big as about half a football field. Um, and you can set up your canvas wherever you'd like you, and it is also 2d. It's not 3d. So you're painting on a 2d canvas. Um, you can place the canvas anywhere you would like, and you can scale it to make it as large as the size of a building, so you can get the tiniest of details, or you can just make it super small. There's uh, spray painting, there's um, markers, there's regular paint, but it focuses mostly on acrylic-based. So. Yeah, that's cool. And so it is, I mean, it's basically like in the skate park, it's virtual reality, and you're there, and so like attention to detail, like going back to... Uh, stage design is like you can kind of really dig into what 
you were doing. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. Uh, and I, I've seen some of the work. Like, is like for people interested, is there an Instagram or any platform where you like post what you work on? Uh, there is the main one that I post my art art on. Whenever I'm happy with one, is Allie L14 on Instagram. I think it's A L Y E L L E. And if it's not, I'll. I have green hair. You'll find me. So <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. Uh, so uh, I saw. Uh, recently that you and I had an interest in the same game and it is no longer available, so Overwatch. I mean, it's still available, but it's not the same. It's not what they promised. <laughs> Sorry, I get very petty about, <laughs> about yeah. Overwatch too. Yeah. Uh, I was introduced to that game. A friend of mine down in Mobile, um, he's a gamer. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Johnny. Um, so when I would go down there to hang out for the weekend, we would spend a lot of time playing Overwatch. Who'd you mean? Uh, I like being, I can't remember the cat's name, but the Asian guy who had the special ability with the dragon. Oh, um, Hanzo. Yes. Yeah. And also, I think Rocket or Rat Boy or... or oh, Junkrat. Junkrat. That was my boy. Yeah. And so, which one, was it Junkrat that like people would get upset with? Is like you were using him? One of them was like... Hanzo, people would get mad. Genji, people would get really mad because it's fair. And 75% of the Genjis I played with were trash. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah, so it's always funny. Like, that was a very unique game because, I mean, it really, you know, it was it was a lot different than other shooters because, like, you had all these uh, unique characters and they had their own abilities. and uh, it, was, it was so what? Like, you had the tankers and... Mm-hmm. And the fact that they even went through the trouble of releasing a side series with it, like the mini series that they have on YouTube about all the characters and all the background of everything, it was just such a beautiful world. I mean, it still is, but they they made a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've heard good and bad things about Overwatch 2. I myself haven't got to play it yet. I'm waiting until I get feedback from a couple of my friends. Before you dive in there? Before I dive in there. It's the main thing that's getting me is the battle pass. Um, usually with free games, the battle pass is usually cosmetic. What I really don't like about it is that they put in a character in the battle pass. So you can't get the character unless you yeah. buy the And the character's not in the beginning of the battle, ca- battle, battle pass. It's at the end. Yeah. That's so, kind of... It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I said pay-to-play crap. I would prefer to buy. I would prefer. I would have preferred just to put sixty dollars down on Overwatch Two on a brand new game than yeah, this. Do it that way. Mm-hmm. All right. And I wanted to have a little fun with you, so uh, pick one of your TED Talk topics. <laughs> Ooh. I was actually talking to um, my boyfriend about this. I was just like, "Who do you think I could talk more about, Rhea Ripley or Bray Wyatt?" <laughs> hmm. I'm going to have to go with Bray Wyatt. All right, lay it on me. <laughs> All right. So Bray Wyatt is, uh, has been a part of the WWE for a long time, um, but he has always been a part of the what I call um, Supernatural crew. And what I mean by Supernatural, I put Undertaker into the same era, um, into the same category. Because, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I first figured out, uh, found Bray Wyatt, he was a part of something called the Wyatt Family. It was of three members, um, Braun Stro- four members, my apologies, uh, Braun Strowman, Luke Harper, Bray Wyatt, and then Eric Rowan. Um, they all wore sheet masks. They were all pretty much just like a hill, hill kind of like a redneck cult that worshipped this witch called Sister Abigail, which was also his finisher, which was great. Um, 
And his thing was that he was always creepy, had a lantern, and his fans was called Fireflies. Um, well, when that faction broke down, he then got to pair with Matt Hardy of the Hardy Boys. Oh, yes. Yeah. Delete. Yeah. yeah. They had the whole world ender thing, and it was a beautiful thing to see him as a, he- as a face for a little bit. Um, for those who don't know, in wrestling, heel means uh, bad guy, face means good guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was great seeing him for a face for a little bit. Well, then he disappeared again. And then um, here comes, like, my favorite portion of his career he came back as the fiend but the way he came back it started with a kid's show like have a nice little ditty and he had puppets like mercy the buzzard abigail the witch which ties back to sister abigail but he was just like hi kids and it was all super nice and fun but had a very creepiness to it like he Mm -hmm. would take one of the puppets and rip its head off and bash the crap out of it all the time and he showed his face. Well, he got the same person that made Michael Myers' mask. I think it was either Michael Myers' mask or um, the guy that worked on um, Freddy Krueger's prosthetics. But they got him to make him a mask for something called The Fiend. The Fiend is what all the puppets feared. And the show was in something called Purgatory mm-hmm. because he died. And he was stuck in Purgatory. And The Fiend was like his evil self. It was just so fun, and he was just a mass of nature that Vince McMahon ruined. <laughs> yeah, that's that is. Uh, when I was growing up, I wasn't allowed to watch wrestling, uh, so my mother was not a fan, and she didn't want me watching it. And so, but I, you know, if, if I was over at a friend's house, if they were into it, we would watch it, you know. And so, a uh, guy who frequently comes on the show, shout out to Brother Cap is a uh, huge wrestling fan. And, uh, you know, we get to hanging out, and, you know, after we get done doing the cast, what we do? Put on wrestling. And, you know, he's been to uh, he's been to Raw and WrestleMania. I mean, he's went to some of the cool events and all that. Goals. Yeah. And, like, that is really his complaint. Like, uh, he we watched uh, NXT a lot, which is somewhat ruined right now. Now, Ricochet was somebody that I was really, really liked on NXT. Mm-hmm. And then even when he crossed over to the big stage with WWE, like, I still liked him because I'm a sucker for high flyers. Yeah. And he's, he can flip. And they just buried him. Mm-hmm. And so, like, once again, Vince McMahon is just like, these characters, like, I mean, what you're talking about, I mean, this is like the Hardys. Uh, yes. Uh, I like the, when, uh, the crazy one, is it Ben? No, it's not Ben. Uh, came back. He was nutty as a fruitcake. That was his, he, and he was a heel. He was a heel. Um, what year? Around what time era are we talking? Oh, about? this is maybe a year ago. Maybe a year ago. Oh. Um. And I think he was kind of falling to that almost supernatural, uh, with the persona that he was carrying. Um, they kind of tried to do like a retribution style with Mustafa Ali that did not work out very well. Yeah. But I can't remember his name. But he really, like, AEW, uh, I was a huge fan of uh, what they had going on over in Japan. Uh, that's where... Uh, New Japan Wrestling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where uh, the supernatural, uh, long-haired guy from Georgia, I'm blanking on his name. AP? No, not AP. Uh, he held the belt for a while. Oh, you're talking about Kenny Omega? No, 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 no. No? Not Kenny Omega. 
Uh, but he was a face forever, and mm-hmm. recently they brought him out as a heel, and like everybody was like, he is not a heel. Like, AJ Styles. Yeah! And so I went back, and I, I've been checking out like his old stuff, because he got found because of what he, he was doing over in Japan. Mm-hmm. And then he finally got brought back over here to America, and it was like Georgia boy, rose up, got the belt. I was a huge fan of his for a while. And uh, let's see. Um... There was another cat that rose up out of NXT, uh, but like from, I think the heyday, you know, it definitely was like going back to probably when we were kids, mm-hmm. like the nineties, maybe early two thousands. Like that was, that was it. Everyone says the Attitude Era was the best. Yeah. Um, one thing I do like to say now, and the reason why I'm, I've actually I stopped rest, watching for about a year because I was tired of like the storylines not connecting Vince yeah. coming to the day of Raw and be like scrap everything or taking the people who had such a rise and just tear them down for Charlotte Flair. Anyway, uh, I do not like Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Um, but ever since he was forced to retire and Triple H and Triple H and Stephanie McMahon run it and Triple H and um, Shawn Michaels now run creative, it's been a complete 180. Like I watched Extreme Rules last Saturday and it is the best pay-per-view I've seen in years. Yeah. Yeah, I like those guys doing it. I think they got a great opportunity with it. And even like, uh, you know, I'm a music fanatic, and I think about uh, Smashing Pumpkins, you know, front man for them, uh, Billy Corgan, mm-hmm. uh, wrestling fanatic. And he gets his, he buys and invests in his own league, and he starts doing it. But it really never, it never really picked up. And I can't even remember the name of the league. Uh, but I thought, I thought he had a really good plan. I just, I just don't think he had enough money to like do what he wanted to do as far as like the production. I agree. And, that, and that's and that's one thing that, you know, for outside looking in, it's like when you tell a wrestling fan I don't watch it, it's fake, it's like, yeah, everybody knows it's it's entertainment. Yes. It's not like but again, like, you know, let me uh let me do one of the moves on you and you tell me if it's fake. I mean, it's, exactly. there is some realness to it. And that's what I always tell people, and I'm like, look, yes, it's fake, but do you have any idea how hard it is to do what they're doing safely? Like, for example, at, sorry if it's spoiler alert, but Extreme Rules, there's a spot where uh, Beth Phoenix's head was on a chair on the ground, and Rhea Ripley slammed a metal chair directly on top of her head. She, um, from what I hear, there's no concussions, there were no, like, blunt force trauma like they did that mm-hmm. safely and i'm just sitting here watching it over and over and over it's just like how yeah and even like you know back to the attitude area when they used to would take the the razor blades and like you know just yeah. tiny little slits or, Mc, or mcfoley falling from the steel cage or yeah. the tacks that wasn't safe though yeah <laughs> yeah or even I, I even though i didn't get to watch it sting was my favorite when i was a kid you know he would calm down do you know he still wrestles I haven't seen him in a while. He is in a company called AEW. It was it's so, Oh, he's in AEW. He's I a, haven't seen him in there. He's been in AEW for the past like two years. Um and actually his buddy, I don't remember his name, it starts with an M. He used to be in WWE and his famous thing was the poison mist. <laughs> he came back and wanted to wrestle with Sting one more time before he retires. And then Sting's in his seventies and he's still going through tables. Yeah. Just like I tell Ric Flair, stop it. Because <laughs> yeah. Ric Flair had his last wrestling match ever like a couple of weeks ago, or it might have been like two months ago with Andrade. 
um, which is his son-in-law, and the poor baby was all bruised, battered, and bloody, and now he's over here starting a bunch of businesses mm-hmm. on the side, even kind of uh, trying to step step on a Snoop Dogg's business for a little bit, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. All right. To bring it back to Possum Town uh, <laughs> for a minute, I wanted to shift the conversation because the princess is back. Yes, it and, is. And uh, I was I was so happy about the reopening. It's uh, it's always been a fun place to to hang out, shoot pool, sit out on the deck. Uh, how long have you been involved at the princess? I have been involved. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Both in the princess, I think, since uh, December of 2018. Mm-hmm. So I've been there hot. Yeah, I think that's where we met. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, since it's come back, like, uh, I mean, just, it's it's a historical building. It's the old Princess Theater, Mm -hmm. which I recently learned this building uh, was, this used to be called, I think, the Alabama Theater. Really? This used to be a theater. Hmm. And then, so, like, the princess came, and, like, there's this old... Uh, this this lady, she she come in here and she was telling me this one day. She came to the art council and like she does. Uh, I'm not on TikTok, but like she does a TikTok of Columbus history, and she'll she's walking around and she'll stop at a building and then she'll bring up like these old photos and like the history of it, and she's like, well, let me give you the scoop on this building. And I was like, well, this is really interesting stuff. I mean, you're kind of like a just a local historian that just knows a whole awful lot, mm-hmm. like a walking history book but um what of i mean what is the what's the main appeal or draw to the princess in your opinion the main draw and draw to the princess in my opinion it's just home it feels like home mm-hmm. like that's one thing i've heard from a lot of people is that they walk in they feel safe they don't have to worry about being bothered or anything because they know the bartenders have their back and it's just a place where you can just come and relax sing some good karaoke 
Yeah, and that's really where we're at right now. As far as events, like uh, it's karaoke every night? Um, so what we do right now, we do karaoke every Friday and Saturday starting at uh, 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. But if you would like to do karaoke on any other day, we're open from 7 to 1 a.m., uh, you, just have to green, sorry, you just have to bring in a group of four or more, let the bartender know, and what time you would like to start, and we'll get, it. We'll get the party kicking. Right on. And what about uh, any other events, or is like, uh, can you speak on like maybe the future of what William is thinking? Um, I can't speak as far as a vision. I can't speak too much, but what I can say is that we have been doing work in the theater portions. Like we got some brand new railings. We've been getting the. Um, <coughs> we've been trying our best to <coughs> possibly. <coughs> Bless you, darling. <laughs> Mercy. Go down the wrong pipe. That ice is melted, and that one just decided to go down. We anyway, yeah, right down the slide. <laughs> so, um, but we are actually uh, trying and working with uh, Salem right now to possibly get uh, movies shown. Now, it will not be like a brand new movie theater. We will not be showing the newest stuff. We're just going to be picking uh, movies that we believe is best for the public. I don't know what all that entails, um, but we are doing our best to get the theater back open. Yeah, so, and I, um, not to speak too much on the film, but I, I've seen, like, the film of Question, and to give y'all, I'm not going to tell you the name of the film, but it, it is a rather old, old, old film, and so if y'all remember, uh, James Franco did a movie called The Disaster Artist, and it was made, like, a redo of a old film called The Room, right? Yeah. Cult classic. And so the vision, and I'm not speaking for Salem or William, but like what I'm gathering, and it's kind of exciting, it's like this old film and the way that they're doing it and the way that they're putting it together, it, this could become like like a cult kind of thing. Like we just show old cult classics like this because – I don't think this is like this movie's like from the fifties, and so, and I think it's a silent film. I think so too. I'm not a hundred percent sure though. And like to do it around Halloween because it is a spooky movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, this it, it'd be fun for the community. Mm-hmm. And then we're also we've also been talking about like showing a more like uh, Disney or Pixar um, movie for little ones, even uh, for the little ones as well. Yeah, and I've, that was one thing I I've, I remember. Just back when I was a teenager and early 20s was, uh, there has been a lot of great shows uh, in that theater. And I'm just glad that the space is, you know, mm-hmm. renovating and getting it up to up to go. And, like, we're going to use that space. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's actually being used um, once a month right now by uh, the library's anime club. Um, last Friday, nice. they watched uh, Death Note. Oh, great. They're great going film. through Death Note this month. So they go there, I think, once a month. I think they're meeting there I think next week to continue their series of Death Note. But if you like anime or manga, join that club and come watch anime because it's a go. bunch of fun. Yeah. Uh, something that is uh, growing. Uh, and I, I'm hoping now that, like, you know, we got the pandemic behind us and getting a little bit of normalcy. Uh, I thought that the Comic Con that we had here uh, back in like was it twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen? Oh, talking about the Mini Con we had at the yes. day. Were you there? Yes, I was there. I was there. Yeah, 
I was dressed I was as just, Urza Scarlet. I, I went normal. I think I, I had left work to be there, but uh, I was just glad that we had it because I've been to a few. They're fun. And, uh, that was my first one. And I think I think the culture's here, man. Like like you said, we used to have replays. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I ran into a lot of people that were into that mm-hmm. there. And so hopefully more stuff like that kicks around and uh, we can keep on building these communities. Like, uh, And I'm, I'm really thankful that, I mean, you came on the show and like we're talking about, uh, you know, video games, whether it's, you know, virtual reality or whatever else. It's, these things are growing. And I've got a question for you. Mm-hmm. I think you've been playing with this like I've been playing with this. Have you been playing with artificial intelligence? Uh, you like uh, this is kind of funny. It's called this. It goes back to aliens, but uh, facehugger.io. Yeah. To where you just tell it to draw something. Yeah. And it's it's the thing of nightmares most of the time. It's like uh, I saw like I just like I want to see Mark Zuckerberg uh, working at McDonald's, <laughs> or you just you know whatever. Like and granted, like you wouldn't be able to type in like I want to see. Alan Aldridge as a trapeze swinger, uh, not famous enough. It's not mm-hmm. going to know what I look like. It, I, there was an Alan Aldridge. He was a famous artist, so maybe he could be walking a, on tightrope while he's painting. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, a lot of times it's like the thing of nightmares. But an interesting question, and I got the spinning wheel of death, was uh, draw me what you think about. And I was, it was just spinning. And I was like, come on, AI. Give me a little. Give me a little look inside here. Mm-hmm. Have you have you have you messed with it? I have not gotten messed with it that way. I will now because like <laughs> I've definitely played around with just like because there was one that I had. You just typed in a word and like the type of um, art that you wanted, whether it be like traditional or mm-hmm. oil, etc. Um, and sometimes, and what it also did, you had to um, unfortunately insert um, a picture of like whether it be you or a mountain or a cat. Like I did one of my cat and. So I picked, let's say I just put love and I put in um, cyberpunk. It will transform that picture mm. into like a cyberpunk area to where you can still kind of see what the picture you put in the background is. And it's pretty neat. But you can't tell what half that stuff is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's got a long way to go. And just with everything that we're doing with AI, whether it be, you know, in cars or uh, now, um, I mean, AI has made its way into art. Mm-hmm. Uh it's also uh, AI is capable of composing music. I've listened to some of it. Uh, you know, I, th- I think it might be something. I think it could go to pop, uh, like synth pop. Uh, it could go to uh, you know, R and B or hip hop. I think AI would have the best. Um, will probably make really good dubstep. That too. <laughs> that too. Yeah, absolutely. And so. Um, I mean, AI is, in, is uh, invading the arts. I am by no means afraid of it. I, I, I do believe, like, you know, just going back to virtual reality artists, I, I think it's really interesting because, I mean, like you said, like, you like working on big projects, and mm-hmm. so you can really fine-tune and, you know, maybe I don't get the mural on the side of this building, but I can go in this virtual reality and I can come up with something really interesting mm-hmm. and play with it. And so, like, as far as, like, medias, just to go back to that, is it, uh, oils, anything that you want to use? Um, what I use in the VR, because uh, the VR, um, painting VR one that I use, it focuses mostly on acrylic, and it, but it also has like uh, one spray can, my, one, words, one uh, spray can uh, that you can change colors of. Um, 
So it mostly focuses on acrylic, but one reason why I really like this is because whenever you download your, your paintings and you look at them, it actually has the texture of canvas. Nice. on it exactly because a lot of digital art you don't get that and sometimes I kind of want that because it gives it that more just artsy feel mm -hmm. um, and one thing I also like about it too is that once I'm done with it yes no one can have the original but I will always have I can make as many prints people can make it their phone screen their lock screens or anything it's just easy but also another qualm about it is that people can take my art yeah easy and they can claim it as what if, you, what if you watermark it i've started watermarking it and what i do i hide tomatoes because tomato alley i love tomatoes um so i usually hide a tomato somewhere in there and usually try and hide my signature somewhere in there but yeah. i'm working on water even water. with uh like i've used uh excelius art here in town um he designed a poster for a festival that i threw and uh, he does a lot of his media off the iPad. And I, th I think, you know, iPads and, like, being able to... But like you said, you don't really have the texture, but you can come up with some really, really cool designs. And uh, I'm working on uh, putting together the second Porch Talk record. And uh, shout-out to Megan Elaine out of Quebec, Canada. She's a digital artist. And, uh, I mean, I, the art's ready, and she did it all on the iPad. And it's just, it's stunning. Uh, to where we are right now with mm -hmm. that, and I'm, I cannot wait to see the future of like VR, because mm -hmm. uh, you're, you know, at the time you said 2D right now, mm -hmm. just wait till it's 3D, right? Well, hold on, that's actually what I was about to get to. Um, there's actually a lot of different ones, like um, Google has one called Tilt Brush, and it is 3D. Mm -hmm. um, but it has more of like the 3D printer look of it. So when you paint, it's not just a straight line. It's kind of like more of you're painting with ribbons. Um, but it also has like special effects like lights, sparkles. Oh. So yeah, you could pretty much paint the world around you in there. Um, and then there's also something called uh, Quill. It does kind of the same thing, but this one is actually um, an animation helper. So you can make 3D animations in that one with your own mind. Um, and then we got Kingspray Graffiti. That one is 2D. It is spray paint. That goes on graffiti art, hence the name. Um, then we got Sculptor VR. That is with sculpting in like VR. So you can like make faces, vase, vases, or you can actually like start carving stuff on some of the walls and other things that it has. And then last one is um, Vermilion. That one is a 2D sitting painting game because in a lot of these you can stand or sit, mm -hmm. but in this one it is an oil based to where you can just bring the canvas directly in front of you, have all your oil paintings and a little Bob Ross tutorial on your lap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have a Bob here. Right? We'll put a little nice little waterfall over here. Happy little trees. Yeah. Have you seen that TikTok of the guy painting angrily? He, he's like the anti Bob Ross. He was like, we're going to put this yellow. <laughs> As he's painting it. <laughs> I've got to check that out. That's great. I've seen a lot of great parodies on YouTube. Bob Ross, I don't worry about it. It's fine. Uh, and it's just, it cracks me up. Especially, it's like the anti version of it. So I've got to check that out. Mm -hmm. What about, uh, like, claymation? Is there any kind of, like, Ooh. can you start, like, developing, like, almost, like, uh, maybe it, you could almost get to a point where you're making a music video with the art? Possibly, because um, on Meta, 
I hate that they changed Oculus to Meta when mm -hmm. Facebook bought it, but Meta has actually been working um, to where you can even have like business meetings over VR, to where you don't even have to leave your house and it can be countries away. Because there's already places to where like um, I sometimes go to um, Chat VR. It's just this free little thing. There's kids everywhere, but they have some really cool new cool rooms. Like there's a karaoke room. You can just join in. And there's a hundred pe different people. You just pick a song, wait your turn, and then sing karaoke with everyone. Or um, there's, um, if you enter the metaverse, I think that's what they call it, um, they have like rooms you can watch a movie, like a movie theater. It's like you're sitting in a the movie theater watching a movie with your best friend right there. <laughs> yeah, except you're all liking uh, what the, the little people. It's, yeah. it's, and I heard they're getting legs soon. Hey! Legs are coming soon because it was just upper body. Mm hmm. <laughs> Yeah, which just it was literally just like the little me, little me's from the Wii, just going around. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of wild, like just how far virtual reality is going, and I'm thinking this, and it, it may already be the case, but let's say, um, and you you did say that you know people could you know just steal your art, but I could imagine, especially when it comes to that sculptor, it's like let's just say in the virtual reality, you got the virtual home, and someone was really into your stuff. They could, because I know there's going to be some kind of token or currency, and like they could pay you in virtual currency, and like they could buy your art and like put it in their virtual yes. home. Yes, actually, absolutely, because games already do that. Like uh, my friend's been playing this game called a Star Starship Galactica. It's been in like alpha for like ten years, <laughs> but people pay six hundred U.S. dollars for a ship. Wow. For a ship to play in a game, I mean it's cool. Yeah. Give it to me, but <laughs> yeah. So there's definitely a lot of um, opportunities because, like for example, Discord people pay pay uh, people Discord a good amount of money to create Discord pages for them. So it's definitely I can see that happening. Mm-hmm. I need to find those people. We've had a my Discord is dead. Minus uh, there's two. Uh, we got seven people in there, and uh, we get rowdy. But mm -hmm. uh, as rowdy as you can on Discord, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I get on some people's discords, and it's like, you know, they'll live stream their podcast, and that's where they're getting the chats from. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I'll do a super chat off YouTube, but uh, mainly it's, it's the fellas in Discord, and they're holding it down. Yeah, like all the mods, the robots. Like, I play D&D &D on Discord with one of my, uh, that's where I play most of my D&D. &D. Uh, it was a Pokemon one, and he had a bot to where, like, we can put in, like, a number of five times per day, and it's like, here's the rain of Pokemon you caught today. And I'm just like, how do you... How did you do that? Yeah. I used to play uh, Diablo, Diablo 2. Oh, yeah. And got connected, you know, and this was the advent of it, and I didn't see it this way at first, but, you know, you get a friend list going, you'll hop on at the same times, you'll play, you know, you'll be going, slaying monsters, doing quests, all this and that. Well, he was like, what, uh, what's your bot doing? I was like, excuse me? He said, yeah, you know, I've done this a lot of times, like, you'll write me, but it's, that's my bot, he's farming. And I was like, what? And, like, he was like, well, you know, what's your email address? I'll, I'll send you over the information, I'll help you build a bot. And he was like, while you're at school or while you're at work, you could let your bot just run your game. And when you come back, you know, whatever, and you can you program it to, like, what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. It's like Stones of Jordan or, you know, whatever else, a specific armor or something that you're looking for. And you come back, holy crap, you found three. I mean, because you, you tell the bot where to go, what to do, and it's just an endless loop. 
And that was back, you know, mm-hmm. early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And then they have, like, all the, um, like, I know there's this one girl, I don't know her name. She's getting called out because, for wall hacks. Because all the different cheating, like the aimbots and everything, it's just so, it's not cool to play with, but it's so cool to, like, see how it, like, happens. What am I trying to say? Don't do it. But it's cool to see the um, the entrails of it, what you have to do in order to make it happen, and just why. But yeah. Yeah. So I think the the VR world has got to come a long way, uh, and it's getting there quick. Yes, they already have. Um, like I know in some centers, I watched a video today where this guy he had this thing where you can actually like walk on like a treadmill, but it moved, stayed in the spot, but you could actually like walk on it, and it was connected to this thing. He dove into the water, and all of a sudden it picked him up, and he was swimming in the VR headset, like swimming. Oh, wow. And he's just kind of strapped. Yeah, and he's, he's, he's just floating hanging. in midair, just swimming. swimming. Yeah, and then there's another one, which I think is really fun. It's these people in VR, um, and they're going through, like, a zombie survival room, but, like, they're going through, like, a real room mm-hmm. being chased by zombies. And it's, it looks so fun. <laughs> Endless possibilities. Right. Anything else uh, that we didn't cover as far as uh, what you do with your art or anything that you wanted to cover? Uh, I think we covered it pretty good. Yeah, we covered it pretty well. Uh, anything else to do? Hmm? Anything else to do? Um, like That you wanted to cover um, while we're here? Not that I can think of. We're right on. We'll walk it out of the door. Uh, just one more time, uh, if people want to get uh, see your work and see what you're up to, uh, Allie L. L. Look for the green hair. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, Allie, thank you so much. Thank you. And we're out of here. Shark!
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.